0: OCO uh, Candice Bird Dawado. This is Candice and welcome to Real Indigenous where we discuss everything on your screen and everything in between and all these indigenous people getting real. And tonight we are discussing episodes five and six of Reservation Dogs
1: of season two. And these are my co-hosts.
2: Hello, this is Angela.
1: It's Jay, this is Noetta Harjo.
3: Uh,
4: This is Sunrise Tipikani. This is Tully.
1: Hey, episode five titled Wide Net, um the official synopsis is the Anties let loose at their yearly ihs conference the this episode was written and directed by pasbar rose chavez and it guest stars janice meeting tamara podinsky um satanka means and bobby lee in addition to our regular cast member uh sarah Podemsky, who plays rita and also in special mention because, I mean, she's a big part of the episode, Natalie Standing Cloud, who plays Natalie. So, and then this is really about the adults and their uh, trip away from home, which is a very rare occurrence, apparently, for some parents who live in our reservation dogs world. And just kind of the, the chaos that happens when, when uh, aunties go wild.
2: I really enjoy watching Tazba build on her career. You know, we've we've watched her episodes in Rutherford Falls and now this one, and I think it just hits on all the right notes. I think that's been one of the most popular episodes of Reservation Dogs with all of the people I know, just because it is so relatable. Because I went to those IHS conferences. I remember what those were like, but I think the pacing is good the casting was great what else
1: it's oh, really- girls trip storyline that we needed it we never had exactly i loved it just because it does have a little bit more adult content to it it is more relatable for our um, older generations that's watching these uh, these episodes and it takes a break from the drama a little bit too yeah
0: while well, still keeping it real like I have to say, like I was, um, I was pretty blown away because I, I was just blown away by this moment where Rita uh, she didn't she didn't get them she didn't get the man she didn't get to Tonka means, and she goes to the bathroom and she starts her period, you know what I mean? And I've and I don't know why I've thought about this. I've thought about this before, where I've thought how many times do we get to see? I don't know a native woman just being having real women issues, real, real, real life things that happen to you, like getting your period. And sometimes it's surprising you, you know, when you, when you, when you were on a trip, when you were, you know, with your gals, you were, you were doing your thing. And uh, because I, I feel like I've seen, um, I feel like I've seen movies where you see guys and they get to sit on the pot and they just get to be guys sitting on the pot and thinking about life and talking about stuff but i remember thinking i don't know if i'll ever get to see a native woman just sit down on a toilet seat and just think about her life for a bit and just be normal and have regular woman non-mystical things happening to her or or conversely like we talk about you know that the, especially the that recurring joke of moon of man moon that that it is our sacred time of the month. It is our sacred time of the month. But with that, you know, comes sometimes inconvenience. But we we when when what it feels like when Native women sometimes talk about that time of the month. That there's a lot of reclamation that's talk about uh, reclaiming it in a in a sacred way that that is your sacred time. Um. So I don't know why that that was just a very striking image to me and i i remember wanting to see something like that that was non-sexualized
4: yeah
3: there's amazing realism that's happening to that and again it's this show is reinforcing the fact that we're just people and it's not about like what you're talking about like being this uh, mystical moment or even just like a culturally weighted moment it's just like a person going to the bathroom and dealing with the issues that happen all the time. And it was, I thought it was like, the start of the scene was really interesting to me because it's just about urination at first. And I feel like that's something I just don't see in general is like in cinema or TV, just women just going to the bathroom, but we see it with men all the time. And just the fact that that was just something that was happening. And it's also like the thing that's going on at the moment of like this interaction, and then uh, it it also I felt like it was working on some practical level with symbolism. I felt like it was like they were at an issue at a moment in the scene, or at least in the story where they were able to like deal with issues. They were like getting things out. you know, I felt like that was it was functional also as a symbol as well as like just realism. I thought that was really awesome. yeah, there's
2: uh. there's a reason that. this is a weird comparison but you know in the old confessionals there's a reason that you could not see who you were talking to and so there's, there's that that same thing of you know sitting in a dark car or when you're driving and there's just that intimacy that you can really be honest about things without making eye contact I guess that's the difference so when the sisters are are there and they're talking about being envious of each other's lives, that was just a very real moment because they weren't up in each other's faces. You know, they were sitting parallel. They're lo- both looking forward. They're both being honest without confronting, getting nose to nose and confronting each other like they had been doing up until that moment so i thought that was yeah i thought it was really nice and it's funny that that's the first scene that we talk about because there's so many other scenes to talk about
3: yeah open circuit.
0: well i was gonna say this episode did feel really special because even though it's supposed to be geared towards i don't know middle middle aged women it feels like millennial and middle-aged because i'll say is that okay to say Anyway, um, I don't know. <laughs> I'm just gonna go ahead and say that because I well, they exist over
2: 21,
0: <laughs> over exist. 21, women. over 21. All right, that's fine because Natalie is younger than I am, you know, and she's being cast as an auntie, you know, and I, and I only recently became an auntie, but I will say, like, I I really like the way Tasba really um honed in on this. This thing that was going on I feel like with lots of uh young girls of of us, I guess with a lot of with a lot of good young girls who were growing up during probably the 80s and the 90s where you would get together with your friends and you would have dance parties and for them you know um very popular song whenever I was younger was 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 you know popular singer was Brandy you know and I feel like that was, that was something we did at camp. That was something you did at sleepovers and it just felt very, very special. And that just, that was just really like a very sweet nod. It felt like to nostalgia and childhood and just being with your girls. And uh, yeah, I really liked the
2: really, oh, yeah, that's really- every sleepover I've ever, ever yeah. went to.
0: Yeah. Where you're trying to do a dance. You're where, yeah. Where you break your lip, lip syncing your lips, your favorite. Yeah and it's just girls just want to have fun all that kind of stuff (laughs) yeah it was very special it felt like a very special episode it felt like a love letter an homage to you know women who are over 21 yeah
2: well i thought it was funny that she went into fantasy mode
0: (sighs) Yeah. oh i loved that moment because uh we've only had that breaks in reality with um william knife man and uh I think this is the first time that we've had a very different kind of break of reality when they do their, the dream, well, they're all on, they're on, they're high, so. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, they're high, so that was a beautiful dream sequence, and I, I
2: loved it so much. (laughs) Oh my gosh, when they cut back to what they really looked like, oh my gosh, I thought that was so funny i'm so glad it's perfect timing perfect timing
0: i'm glad they went funny because that could have been easily sad you know what i mean where someone's just a little bit too messy and oh yeah yeah
2: oh yeah we've all been to those girls nights out where somebody gets a little too messy hair holding back trying to yeah
0: yeah and it winds up it, that could have easily become a sad moment, but I'm glad that they went for more of the kind of more of this goofiness. It went more into the goofy funniness. And then we have that real moment on the, on the pot, on the toilet.
1: Yeah. You know, speaking of the girls and, and, you know, kind of the night as it went along, um, you know, they kind of came down off that high and were speaking, you know, real time about their lives and how things had changed after cookie died. And one of the things that uh, Sarah Podemski had pointed out in an interview is how um, their grief kind of in a way mirrors bear and Laura Dannon and Willie Jack's grief that they're going through and cheese that, you know, with the loss of their friend, Daniel. And so I I didn't even realize that until I read that article that, uh, you know, I forgot that here's two groups of, you know, four friends who lost their fifth and how they've handled it and over time. You know, we get to see that kind of, uh, we get to see that just a position of, you know, in the season and how, how that plays out for both groups. Cause bear and them are very dramatic right now. cause they're still basically going through it. But I guess in a way it kind of showed that as time goes on, yes, you still miss them, but it's okay. You know, you do, you do kind of heal from it and everything
3: yeah, that's a really good observation. Uh, that's something I noticed that made me like convinced that this is starting to really be like a series. Uh, up to this point, it felt like i would it felt like it was still trying to figure out what it is. It's a, is it a sitcom a little bit more? Is it a drama? and And that just like this s- style of series that we have now where it's like we compare and contrast, like, character stories between different storylines and here we're comparing contrasting like the older generation with the younger generation. It may be starting to think about, you know the the comparisons and the differences of where people might be in the future. You know what happens if Alora stays? What happened if Jackie goes? Uh, are they going to become these two individuals that will gonna have this moment in the future in another bathroom somewhere? and and that was really interesting um and and then that also that was where it kind of got serious for me where i was thinking that you know there's some element of like a cycle here where it's like the kids will become the parents and this is sort of set up in the previous episode the mabel episode where it's like those two sisters are confronting these issues about returning when Jackie and Laura are dealing with those issues immediately. Like, are we gonna stay or are we gonna go in that same episode? it was sort of planting these seeds for this conversation in the bathroom. And they almost, it's such a private moment. And I feel like they have like the secret to resolving issues that the children need. And it's, it's putting us in a position where we know like these parents could be good parents if they give the children this information that we just saw them resolve with themselves. I think that's an interesting thing to think about in relation to this sort of like dream of like dancing on a dance floor. But then the reality is that they're not quite dancing the way that they should be. And there's like, uh, are they able to achieve what they want? That's like the dream of the kids. Like, can they go to LA and do whatever they want to do? Um, can the parents be the good parents and have children that are successful? Like that's what they're talking about. Like at the, in the first scene when we return from the title, it's like, Um, whether or not the kids are going to grow up and be teen parents or not. And uh, so that I thought was really like getting to some heart of like larger issues across all these episodes. And I was like, Oh yeah, this is starting to become a series. And I'm thinking about all these different relationships and I want to be involved enough to see these kids grow up to become the parents. Um, I thought that was pretty cool.
2: Well, you're assuming that, you know, kids listen to their parents' advice. (laughs)
3: that's true that's true
2: although i will say i mean as much as nikki my daughter didn't listen to my advice all the time she at least broke that cycle of teenage motherhood and abusive relationships so those were two big wins
3: (laughs) so as as a parent right i'm not a parent i don't know who else is a parent or not a parent but uh Mm -hmm. Were there things in this particular episode that you could relate to as a parent?
2: Oh, a hundred percent. I mean, when she talks about, you know, wanting to get a few days away to be in the hospital, to just have a few days away where somebody waits on you and takes care of you. I was like, Oh, I remember those days when my daughter was little and it was just in single parenthood. Cause you're on all the time. You're both mother and father discipline and fun and especially when you're young that that whole line gets blurred about when you're in charge and when you're you know when you're being the mom and when you're not because you don't know and And there were times when nikki was just when like why are you acting like my mom right now (laughs) oh i've got my mom voice on right now because this is serious and then so. I have the Aunt
1: Bev experience where I've acquired a niece to take care of. And it's it's uh right now it's easy because you know, she listens to me, but you know, she's at an age where she can easily turn and um be a little bit difficult, you know, and then and, and all I can do is hope that I have enough patience to handle her <laughs> and that I have enough uh And that still can be fun. That, that, because the aunties are supposed to be fun. They're supposed to be the, you know, the, the one you confide in whenever you don't want your mom to know something. (laughs) And so, you know, it, and so I'm interested to see kind of how it maybe hopefully see how Bev handles Jackie and in a little bit more and everything.
3: I did think it was cool that Bev was like included in the, in this idea of like parenthood. Like, it felt like that was awesome. I feel like, I, I I rarely ever see that, and uh, that was cool.
0: Yeah, to see that non, like, non-nuclear, traditional nuclear structure, because, yeah, my aunties, my aunties were all my second moms, and I was to listen to them like they were my parents. Like, that's how I was taught, and that's how I was told. And now having a niece of my own, not like, like, no, said, like, it's it's easy right now because right now she's just a baby she can't she can't speak so she can't talk back (laughs) but I imagine I imagine having a a good and fun and wholesome and healthy relationship with my niece and I hope that I can see that she might be a little bit ornery like her dad but (laughs) but I don't know I look forward to the I look forward to the deepening of my relationship with my niece and
4: yeah, and that's like a really good thing that this kind of talks about. And it probably happens in other shows and other other ways in, in which they talk about it. But this idea of throughout this whole series is that we have children being raised by a grandmother and a child children being raised by the auntie. And then there's children being raised by a, a surrogate grandmother, you know, and so and then the uncle and, and you know, those kind of things that happen. And those are very like real Indian experiences and even like within our tribe one of the cultural things that's supposed to happen is that the the sister of the mother is supposed to actually be the one who raises the child because that way you don't put your ego and all your your shit into their lives but as our times have changed and the way our world works you know that's not happening cuz now you got you know families who are out elsewhere like with Angela, you know, she's in Oklahoma and she's Alaska native. And so then you have all those kind of things that kind of complicate those kind of relationships. So we, in a way, like we'd have to create these relationships. So like, even with my kid, her, her aunties are on both coasts, the other ones in Broken Bow, which is my sister. So that wouldn't count. And so there's not that kind of connection of that. And so you'd have to find like these other surrogate relationships that happen within them, so that's interesting. That kind of familial aspect.
3: Yeah, it's interesting because you're describing this sort of relationship between Rita and Teeny. This is part of probably what's going on is the fact that because someone's in another area, they can't function um, as a part of this community. Not just it's not just about being there or missing each other. It's like that. There's like this role that they could be playing um that just can't because of the way that the modern circumstances are um, that's interesting I didn't think about that until just now
2: so any other thoughts on episode five I don't, yeah. yeah oh <laughs> right, go ahead jump in there jump in there well, well
1: it's just going to say it just Peggy Yakoff at Sunrise um you know teeny to me she she represented the the Native child that got out that went off to college did something other than stay in the small town where there was nothing to do but you know get drunk and get pregnant so um and Holdenville was very much like that I grew up in Ada but my grandmother was in Holdenville and she she lived on the same street where Sterling grew up so I'm very familiar with that community and, and how it functioned and, and Holdenville was, was like that you know there wasn't a whole lot to do in town so but Teeny you know, she was, she was just that character for me that I feel like was kind of more relatable because I got out. I left my town. I went to college. (laughs) I got the degree and I haven't gone back. So, um, so, you know, there's also that those levels of aunties, the ones who stay and, and, you know, contribute to the community. But then there's those who show that there's another way, there's another life that you can live and still be connected to your community in some way. So that's, that's all I want to say.
3: Yeah. And again, just like bringing it back to this sort of like relationship between like an auntie and these children, like there's an uncertainty about whether or not someone's going to go to California. I feel like somebody's going to go to California by the end of the season. Probably Jackie is my feeling, Um, but they probably going to have some uncertainties about it. And it feels like Teeny's the one that can give some guidance. Teenie can be there in this other place, even though she can't be here, you know. And um, that's uh, an interesting possibility, and uh, it feels like that also for me kind of uh, realigns this parallel between them, between the uh, the the older and the younger. It feels like uh, those two sisters somehow mimic um, Alora and Jackie to me. Teeny's like Jackie, you know, and Alora is like Rita, and uh, even though they're not paralleled by blood or anything, or at least in terms of like, Um It just feels like there's, like, the possibility of, like, how these relationships can grow. Um, anyway, I think that's really awesome. Nobody's... I'm curious if nobody's talked at all about, like, the the, the... the... like, the guy talking at the podium. Oh, <laughs>
0: yeah. I was totally... I was gonna bring up a point. <laughs> but it wasn't actually about that moment. It was there's this image to me. And it, I, I wonder, did anybody else kind of laugh whenever Tatanka means he's sitting out by the pool, Rita's flirting with him, she's doing the awkward mouth breathing thing. And um he talks about being from Chin Lee, but his chest is clearly marked from Sundance. And I'm like <laughs> oh why why does he have to be from chin lee i mean (laughs) because he's clearly marked with sundance and and i don't know why in that moment it was something that took me out of it for just a moment and i don't know if it was just supposed to be like an inside joke or if it was intentional because i I, I laughed at it i was like i was like but you went to sundance or he could have been a guest at sundance but i don't know i was kind of I, I was curious about that moment and anyway that's only things that
1: native would a native would realize.
4: Yeah, what native catch in, in these in these shows it could be a, a lakota living in Chinle now maybe
0: maybe he's mixed and he goes yeah. back and does sudden dance
4: yeah but yeah that, that that is interesting because it could have been easily it could have been his own representing his own tribe and his own self
0: yeah because i wondered if it. that's why i thought it has to be intentional because that could be an easy change change it to yeah i'm lakota i'm from i'm ridge i'm from I'm from redbud or you know rosebud sorry excuse me or standing rock you know something like that but anyway it was just something that i i was like i started giggling a little bit i was like but he does Sundance.
1: I did look him up uh, just because, you know, he's, he's a tonka means, you know, he's a comedian. He's an, and he's, uh, most people in Indian country are familiar with his work, but he, yeah, he is, uh, he, you know, Lakota and he is Diné. So, and it said he grew up in Chinle. So maybe that's why they pulled, maybe that's where they pulled it oh. from. Oh,
4: cool. Cool. That's awesome. Yeah, so Natani is also from Chinle, right? Don't know. And he's the son of uh, Russell Means, right?
1: Yeah. That brings up another point. We They finally defined snagging for those <laughs> audience members who didn't know what it meant.
0: Oh, and that was hilarious. That was a hilarious moment. They
1: made fun of
0: it like crazy. <laughs> yeah, that was great.
4: Mm-hmm.
0: Oh, we didn't talk about the bead work. I had a, there's an acquaintance. I'm going to go ahead and drop her name. Like Molly Murphy Adams, who created the extra large TP flaps on that, that beated, the that beaded, the beaded jewelry, and I just, oh, there were so many moments.
1: Um, the wellness stand? Are you? Yeah, talking at the about wellness the stand, ladies, Yeah.
2: Oh gosh, <laughs> those those were pretty funny. I I actually read for that part, and they there was like a whole prayer that they cut out that she had but I mean the person that they cast she was amazing she was so funny that that whole sound that she made perfect, it was uh, perfect. Jana did an
1: a Instagram live with uh Sarah Tamara and Natalie and they said that she is the lady who played that role is a real wellness coach so uh, oh really so she brought in she actually does like you know women's wellness you know and and talks about i guess the importance of, of of keeping things you know clean like like this lady in in this in this uh, in this episode so she was she was that person it was really her so and then oh they also talked about um tasba was on there and she said that one of the things that she wished had gotten into the final cut was uh, bev's wishes for uh you know while she was cleansing and steaming her vagina and one of the things that she said was she wishes everybody had known their chart number when they came into ihs <laughs> <laughs> i was like yeah i would have liked to seen what else she came up with that would have been hilarious.
4: i'm sure there's like a of, it seems like there's a lot of improv on the show is there do you guys angela or sunrise when you guys were on set? Was, was it? Did they do a lot of improv? Uh, we
2: were at the we were at the pilot, so there wasn't a lot. Oh, but okay. Jana is well known for all of her her improv stuff, just because of her work with Upright Citizens Brigade and everything. Yeah. And Rutherford Falls, you know, they talked about all of the comebacks that she came up with with the Adirondack. When she walked in and What did you make? So and so's nightmare or whatever. She had a whole bunch of them that she was just rolling off that were just brilliant.
4: Yeah, so I'm sure there's like a lot of great stuff that's on the cutting room.
2: Kind of wonder what other names
1: they came up with for uh, Bobby Lee's character, Dr. King, other than Chabot. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I don't know how, many, how many words they used before they settled on that one? <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of Warren. By the way, I have been to a 49 where he has used his car as a drum. So that was that was real life. That was art imitating life right there.
3: (laughs) Yeah, it was. It it seemed like a flashback to me. I I, I bumped into him this week and I was talking about that to him. and He was like, yeah, all he wanted to do was just set up a 49. He's just like, "Uh, this is what it would be like. You want more people. And it sounded like it was all just based on like whatever Warren wanted to do. But just like that moment of the car, I was like, oh, this is just like, I feel like a, this is like 2001. <laughs> I feel like I've just been thrown back
4: in time. It was really amazing. Yeah, and that, and that's my fan is left. Like, we need more Warren. We need, <laughs> crazy Warren. <laughs> I think they just bring him in and he just plays himself. And that's, <laughs> and that's all it Come is. Ahead. Like you said, they just let and him do whatever he wants to do.
0: <laughs> Warren is so great in that role too, because, you know, He's so genuine. I mean, he seems very sincere. Like, um, uh, in the next episode, in episode six, where he's introducing the the speakers and talking about DMing them and how excited he is, and I was like, "Dang, Warren! Warren's got Warren's got a way. He's got this this uh, lovely sincerity, and you can tell like he works he works with students, you know. And so, I'm it it's just it's been a lot of fun to watch him." and his character get more screen time
2: which is a really great segue into talking about the ne- next episode thank you candace which i can't even pronounce it decolonization de-colon- native, decolonization okay sure. episode. it's decolonization
1: um, it is written also by Tasba and, or uh, no, wait, sorry, written by Erica Tremblay uh, trim, and directed by Tasba and guest stars uh, Amber Midthunder and Isha Pratt as two influencers who attempt to bring the younger generation together at the Nard Youth Summit. Which this one's very interesting too.
2: Yeah. Who picked Nards? I want to know. Yeah,
0: I want to I know that, too. Who wrote that? Was
1: it Native American, was it Reclamation and Decolonization Summit? I think yeah. it stands yeah. out. Yeah. I feel like <laughs> Warren
0: came up with that.
4: <laughs> Nards.
0: <laughs> nah, it was probably Taz. <laughs> so so how
2: many thing, of us have gone to those?
1: That's what I was going to say. That first thing stands out was those youth camps, lock-ins, uh, Saturday afternoons, listening to people. Golly, I was never going to see again. <laughs> yeah,
0: I feel like I feel like I went to some of those before they quite became like what what those are. Like back when I was younger and in junior high and elementary school, we had Cherokee Youth Fitness Camp, where they sent us to camp to learned some skills and yeah, we were talked to, we were talked to, and I remember they, you know, we had speakers not, uh, and they weren't, they weren't quite like this, but I feel like that's what it's become is like the youth, the youth summits and the youth conferences and native youth leadership things. And yeah, Amber Midthumber. It was so funny to watch, to watch pray. And then to watch this episode, where i i didn't even recognize her at first and until someone said uh my brother was telling me he's like really enjoyed homegirl on a <laughs> on, on res dogs and i was like that was amber mid thunder thunder and so that uh, like all the dinosaur yeti and all of
2: those
0: all of those
2: um what was it lizards above and below
0: reptilian ancestors reptilian that's it reptilian ancestors and that dinosaur yeti and yeah i'm just just beautiful it was just so hilarious i hope i hope i hope that amber kind of came up with those but i'm sure it was probably amber and Tasba working working and erica trembly like working some things out but that was brilliant
2: Oh, just the whole prayer with Richard Ray Whitman, where they're all like facing north. Oh, gosh. And everybody's like, which way is north? No, which way? That's hilarious. (laughs) (laughs) Looking
4: left, (laughs) looking
3: right.
0: (laughs) Yes. Oh, and I I love what Rita, she has to put in like, you have to stay until the end to get your gift card. Mm
1: -hmm. (laughs) Uh, That was the good part about those meetings was whatever gift card or whatever thing they gave you at the end the only thing is you had to stay the whole time so yeah I kind Mm -hmm. of feel like that was a jab at some of like the, the unity groups that they have out there you know where they have college kids coming back talk to high school kids it's like yeah they're older than you and they maybe have a little bit more life experience but they don't really know what they're doing and that came across real well with these two characters
0: oh yeah like young elder and <laughs> oh. before I say anything, I'm going to say some things like everything hit so true and so hard for when, we, and really like, yeah, this, this is a thing at youth conferences, but it feels like it happens at just conferences at our native conferences in general too, sometimes, you know, it feels like a
4: reflection <laughs> this was like a oh,
0: reflection of a lot like i of other com- just regular native conferences that yeah, I've yeah
4: don't to. get some fucker up there to pray oh shit you'll be up there for three hours man waiting to eat oh man i, I yeah i can't remember who it was but there was this one cat who would just like go on and on and and all of a sudden is one the one of the guys who was hosting it coming, like, All right, while he's still talking. All right, thanks. All right, guys, let's go. Let's go. He just cut his <laughs> ass off. And I I remember
0: being at a conference and one time the this lady she needed to sing a song before we before we ended, you know, and I was like, oh okay. Different tribes, you know, how they do different things. I'm like, okay. But yeah. <laughs>
2: anyway. Yeah, and at the end they talk. You know, the question comes up: How did this have anything to do with decolonization?
0: Cheese, the beautiful heart of the show. Uh, he's so adorable.
2: <laughs> there yeah. really was
0: nothing. Yeah, there was nothing to do with decolonization. How? What? How is what we did today decolonization? You know, and I, I like how that that there was a moment where the, the young elder, the dude was like allow me to speak for my sister here you know like that feels that was also very mm. (laughs) very authentic where you have um a young elder man mansplaining for you uh what you meant by that so that was yeah
1: and then they were like exactly anytime there was a question exactly keep asking questions and it's like you didn't even answer his question (laughs) (laughs) (laughs)
2: <laughs> i will say i'm jealous at how many times they eat fry bread yeah has yeah. there been one episode that there hasn't been a serving of fry bread probably ihs
0: no uh, well no at ihs they had um they, had meat. they have meat pies yeah and that was odd oh, yeah out front right yeah the tornado
3: the did they eat
1: fry bread in the tornado episode no
2: (laughs) there's been a lot of fry bread
1: yes lots
2: of fry bread very jealous very jealous i couldn't eat like that all the time (laughs) so
1: i guess the the overlaying storyline though being uh the issues with the lord and and bear the issues with jackie and willie jack and then there's cheese over there being like hey everybody's having fun you know let's just have fun let's just get along and that's what I really liked he's because Mabel you know he was like I'm not supposed to like you but I don't have any reason not to so you know I feel like he's he's probably the one that's going to bring everybody together but then like the whole exchange with them I guess talk about Jackie and Willie Jack first you know yeah it's it's really interesting to me that we haven't seen any major fights other than Mm -hmm. they're getting uh, beat Mm up. I know sometimes these Indian girls can be really mean about those sort of things. So, you know, in in real life, I've seen some pretty vicious fights with teenage Indian girls uh, at the center of all of it. So uh, for them to just make this about, uh, uh, calmly make it about this this little rift that's between them that just because Jackie beat up on Bear and when oh, Willie Jack being very loyal to Bear, you know, drops her when they do the trust ball. That to me was like, okay, any in in real life, Jackie would have got up and just hit her. Yeah.
2: Well, I like how the tone changed. Yeah. Just at that pivot, you know, everything was going along. Everybody's like, oh yeah, this this is so familiar. Ha ha ha. Oh, da 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 da. da. Oh, she's from the Bay Area and she's gonna go make a documentary about the hopelessness of the rez. Da da, da 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 and then all of a sudden Jackie's dropped and like yeah. everything just kind of stopped
0: yeah then Jackie does Jackie does something that I feel like that is very reminiscent I think of some people that I know where she just it also she feels she feels crappy now so now she's going to go away and run away from what she just did
3: yeah that felt like a real response like that's where I felt like a real teenager to me The fact that there was like this moment that we expect in a show where like two people are going to confront each other and say the truth and they're going to be apology, but that's not really what happens in real life. Somebody's like, no, I don't accept that. And they walk away or they don't say anything and they just walk away, especially at that age. Um, I, I was also expecting like that fight that we're talking about. Like I was expecting like tears moving around and like hair being pulled and just like, you know, other people having to intercede. Um, so it's interesting that we're all kind of expecting that uh in that moment. And it's all almost a little too they're almost too mature at the at the beginning of the fight. But that one moment, you know, where Willie Jack's coming up and attempting to apologize, and Jackie's like, I don't, I'm not taking this and leaving. I was like, Oh yeah, that's real. Um that was really awesome. Um For me, I'm just going to bring this back to like this sort of theme that I'm seeing here across all of these episodes of like, I guess, leadership of a certain age and, and those that need guidance is something that's happening in this episode. There's like these potential leaders who don't quite have the information that they need to give or don't quite know how to guide or they don't quite know how to clarify what decolonization is and and there's that moment where amber says in history we didn't really fight we just sort of like ate berries and like animals would come up and and <laughs> eat from our palms or whatever there's like really idealized uh, version from like i don't know like you know movies or something but uh uh that uh, like all of a sudden i was like oh you don't know what you're talking about really like in a moment where it's really important for these people to hear and to to see some guidance and um, I thought that was really uh, a critical moment where we started or I started to recognize it, like the people that are leaders in this episode, there was like maybe even leadership in the previous episode where that's happening. And there's this question about like, is the spirit really a guiding force or not? Does the spirit really know? Uh, can the really spirit really guide? I feel like there's all these sort of like questions about do we have the right form of guidance? for these kids in this community um i think that's a really interesting and hard question because that's what they kind of need before they kind of resolve a lot of these issues they're going to do it by themselves is my guess and then maybe like the aunties are going to come in maybe the the i don't know maybe the I don't know like that's the that's an interesting thing for me just like invested in like what the show is saying about our communities we have it in us and where is it how is it going to come out like that's that's what's really kind of keeping me through here to the end now I'm seeing like these uh the the fight that's going to build up and probably build up toward like the final episode of this season I would imagine and somebody's gonna probably Jackie's gonna like drive off really and like just head for California alone maybe I don't know
2: um. Maybe.
4: Maybe.
2: I figure she'd just kind of fill in. Yeah, it seems like she's becoming the fifth. Yeah.
0: Or she might. Well, pending pending how on bear. depending mm-hmm. on bear. Yeah, like
4: bear. Jack. Lily Jack. Jack.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. but it feels like you know, Alora laura being co-leader you know she's she's got laura and laura is like pretty strong leader of the group and you got two out of two kind of got two out of two there with laura and cheese so we'll see how that relationship turns out i mean jackie could turn them
3: although there's there is that moment on the couch in mabel where like jackie's head is on
0: Oh, that was cute. Right?
3: It's such an amazing yeah. moment. Yeah, that was absolutely. A fun
0: yeah. moment. That, to me, that, that felt very kid too. Like, ew, boy, or whatever. You know, ew, this is a person I don't like. And the, I don't know what that to me reminded me that they were still kids. You know, like, yeah, they're facing a lot of, they're facing a lot of troubles that maybe normal, quote unquote, normal kids their age maybe wouldn't face. But that too, that was such a kid, moment of oh ew
1: i don't i don't like you i'm get away from me and then they were paired up for the potato dance that they won yes and the potato dance you know there, there is some hope that they can get along well enough to win a potato dance yeah and they
0: that was such a sucky gift too they win the sack of <laughs> potatoes i was like shoot they <laughs> could have like two
1: <laughs> gift cards <laughs> for that <laughs> I really enjoyed watching uh, Willie Jack and and White Steve. They were they were pretty, grooving pretty good. They
2: were doing really well on oh, their they potato were dance.
1: They were fun.
0: I really liked uh I really liked how the other gang members how what their happiest moments were. <laughs>
2: yeah,
4: yeah. What was the one line? Uh, it made uh, my daughter laugh. It was uh, uh, what if I don't have any happy thoughts? <laughs> that was hilarious.
2: Then write I about like why that, you're not happy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> write
0: about how you've never been happy. <laughs> and I loved that so much. <laughs> and I know that this was an inside joke, and because I'm not not a I'm not a Muskokian speaker i could i could understand when they were asked to name their journals like i know that that was very much an inside joke i like that they didn't translate them actually because if that feels so very specific but i did. i could make out one word when that that's chokichi and i was like oh they're doing the <laughs> they're doing that thing bad words,
1: <laughs> yeah, they're doing the bad words giving them all the
0: bad words and that chokachi. we've got to go use the bathroom is how the, my Muskoki friends talk about that and so anyway but I thought that was that was that was fun I, I enjoy moments like that in this series where we have that very specific we have that very specific uh things that that ties to
2: our community I think that these two episodes I I like them a lot because they're very I don't want to say earnest but they're very honest i don't think that there's anything that pulls you out of the the scenes or the deeper emotions that come through you know the thing that i talked about with mabel is you know there's this deep difficult moment and then you know she shows up and calls her a shit ass and i was like ah we were you know we ha- we were having that moment, and then we had to throw that in there. And so, I think that I appreciate these two episodes just because they of the tone. And they don't seem to be ch- checking off that checklist that we've talked about before. The sonics, of the shit ass, of the da-da-da-da-da, all the things that have become, you know, catchphrases. So... I mean, that's, that was just my observation.
1: Whenever I look at these two episodes, you know, we, we saw what the adults were doing and how they handled their conflicts, you know, within their, their struggles within their group, and then we see how the kids do it. And at, you know by the end of this episode, Bear and Alora are having it out finally. they're finally talking about why they're mad at each other, but they're not resolving anything. They just get even more, more and more mad. You know, you kind of get to see how they handle. Those, those types of situations being the younger group and then the older group. So I think that, um, you know, it really kind of comes down to, you know, I guess those types of things, the how to handle conflict resolution comes with, you know, how to handle it productively and in rationally comes with age. But also, you know, there's a love there that they're fighting for. You know, they, they truly love each other as friends and you can see that, and especially how hurt allura was whenever uh bear took the jab at her grandmother and saying that she was going to be alone like her grandma you could see how hurt she was and uh, you know that was probably the most probably the most real moment i think between those two that we've had in a long time just because they've been avoiding each other for this entire season
3: yeah that's a good point i feel like that is something that i see in life and i feel like that's something i also don't see depicted Because we don't get the opportunity to spend so much time with people and then have them separate for such a long period of time. There are definitely like people who like avoid each other for very long periods of time and they hold grudges. And then there's like a moment where it's just like all this stuff comes out very quick and then it just like then likely just doesn't resolve. And that's what happened in that moment. it's like we spent all this time with these two characters and we're waiting. I feel like I've been waiting and waiting and I know that they're avoiding it. And that one moment was so real because of that, that long term relationship we've had with them. And that felt real.
1: Yeah, they're truly like family, because I know that whatever I fight with my sisters, we'll avoid talking about it forever, then just go on like nothing happened. You know, Laura, that's what Laura was doing. She was she didn't want to talk about it. She just went on like nothing happened. And, you know, when it took Bear finally putting it out, saying, you know, you didn't even say you're sorry. And, you know, that that's what truly what family does. That's how they fight. Yeah.
0: And I feel like it goes back to what Rita's saying, what she learned from IHS conference between her and Teeny, uh, and what she says at the beginning of this episode and where she, Rita is asking, you know, checking up on Bear, you know, like, oh, how are you and Alora, You know, and uh, he's like, oh, there, she hasn't apologized for, for for some stuff. And she says something like, well... You know something? What did she say? She said something about family. Like you can't he, stay. He said, to... um,
1: and she does it again. We're done. And yeah, she does it, again.
0: and she's like, "That's not yeah." And she's like, "That's not how you." That, yeah, that's good luck with that. You know, because yeah. that's that's not how family works. And that's I think that's the lesson. What what Rita learned in the last episode, it's Bear is on his trajectory. I think what bear and what barrentini what bear and allura are on their trajectory i think to learning going back to what what was said before about the younger generation kind of mirroring what's going on with the older generation
2: yeah i think it's one of the i mean these two are really strong episodes in the series And I think they resonated with a lot of people. I saw a lot of people posting online about how much they enjoyed these episodes. They were so relatable. Like I said, we've all been into that IHS conference, seeing all the various hookups that you're like the next morning, the walks of shame. You're just like, Oh, uh-huh, Oh, uh-huh. Oh, okay. Hmm. <laughs> you're like, Oh, <"Uh-ho." laughs> <laughs> All the awkward flirting with everybody at hey, different tables. The
1: eyeing that's going on, you know, as you're walking down the little conference hall. <laughs> oh my
0: gosh. Which means I hope we get more conference episodes and an art market. We need Native art market because I feel like- Oh, we, we do. Conference, I feel like that's what I see at art markets, at Native art markets. That's what I see going
2: on. Yes. Please art market episode. Where yeah, where is Indian market and Red Earth?
1: (laughs) No kidding.
3: Yeah.
2: Mm Forty nine this time. Mm -hmm. (laughs) The OU spring powwow. Oh, hey,
3: (laughs) I guess it would be OSU though, right? Probably.
2: Um. Yeah. Probably. Do they have one? And only in the fall OSU is in the fall mm-hmm. okay so yeah overall I think these are very two, two very strong episodes out of the series and I'm just really enjoying watching Hasba and Erica really growing into their storytelling with these two
1: yeah, Tazba had a lot of fun with the IHS episodes so there's a video of them practicing their dance moves and she's in the background doing it with them so you know she had a lot of fun with that and you can tell in in the in this in the episode that you know it was a lot of fun for all of them
0: yeah I think
1: Natalie mentioned
0: didn't Natalie mentioned that she got she got pretty emotional she got she teared up at you know like oh I never thought that I we would get to be portrayed like this and And yeah, when you are, that empowerment that comes from being a kid and being able to be that really cool person that you see in your imagination, of course, versus kind of what you wind up becoming, (laughs) not to, not to take it down, but anyway, but I'm so happy they got to have that scene. It felt like, I don't know, my, my first thought was, oh my gosh, they're like their own dream girls.
2: Yeah, I know.
0: Native dream girls.
2: Which another friend of mine, she auditioned for the young girls dance. So that was fun to read how that read in the script.
4: Mm
2: -hmm. So yeah, getting all these auditions is always fun because you can kind of see where things are going.
3: And then see what's cut. And see what's cut. Yeah. I mean, Warren was talking about how he had a scene with the influencers and I guess he was like being a little bit of a creep
1: on uh (laughs) on on
3: Amber's character a little bit
1: (laughs) Instagram handle was supposed to be no supposed to be uh deadly uncle 69
4: 69
2: yeah 69 oh you're gonna have to Give him a hard time about that next time you see him, Candace.
0: He's gonna come sing at my wedding, so I'm gonna give him a very hard time. <laughs>
2: <laughs> and I'd like to give a special shout out to uh, Deadly Uncle 69 Deadly for the performance today. I'd
0: like, to, I'd like to call Deadly Uncle 69 up and give him a gift. <laughs> <laughs> No, really. I, hey, I, gotta, me, I gotta give him a gift for singing at my wow. wedding. <laughs>
2: Need <Thank you. laughs> that uh, on a medallion.
1: I just I, want to say to listeners who are not Native, um, we're not that wild at conferences. There are some wild ones, <laughs> but not everybody <laughs> is that wild at
0: conferences. But I, I do feel like what Janish Meeting says is kind of true Like for a lot of us. Uh, like, white people go to Cancun because you... you hopefully have a job that has good vacation time and some of us have a little bit less vacation time especially if you work in IHS (laughs) uh and so you go to IHS conferences you go to conferences and your conferences are like they're they're your vacation like they're your trips and that's that's just as Janice says
2: it's just our way oh yeah that's the only way I got out of town with the little one Leave her oh, like, with my parents. Good. Go to, God, oh, where, where did all where did we go? Talamina? Talahina? Talahina? Yeah, woohoo! Hina. Talahina! <laughs> or Tahlequah? Hastings? Hastings! Oh, <laughs>
3: Yeah, if this if this were a period film, I feel like there would definitely be, or a period series, we'd definitely have like an episode where they go to Hastings. Oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, mean, I guess they're still kind of like Walmart could be the thing, you know, like I feel oh. like hanging Walmart.
2: <laughs> oh, Walmart's still a hang
3: place. Yeah, <laughs> totally, oh, not exactly. Hastings, no way,
2: not H- Hastings, the record store or whatever. W.W. Hastings, Hastings Indian Hospital. Clinic.
3: Oh, Hastings hey, Hospital.
2: Hastings Hospital. WWE Hastings, <laughs> <W>. Hastings, Hastings. <laughs> <W>. Hastings, Hastings. <laughs> records? That
3: makes sense. Yeah, I was oh, thinking yeah. about the record start.
2: I, w- <laughs> I was wondering what you meant
0: about records, but I was like... No, you guys could come to Hastings now.
2: Hastings, yeah. <laughs> I forgot that there were two of them. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Oh,
0: funny. I miss Hastings. Oh, you can still come over to Hastings. <laughs> it, it's got, we've got a new outpatient clinic. It's very fancy and nice. <laughs> yeah, but,
2: how, but do they have CDs and, and DVDs for rent? They don't. No, they're oh,
0: <laughs> Or
3: candy at the front. <laughs>
0: No, there's a marshal at the front now. <laughs>
3: it did. It was kind of cool to see that the uh, the River Spirit Casino is very luxurious you
0: know oh, yeah, yeah. Th- i did the think, room is oh, so it was comfortable.
3: so
4: comfortable nice. yeah <laughs> that
0: was funny i mean a river spirit because you know is very nice so if any very listeners nice. are interested please i highly recommend it they have really great comedic acts that come through there and concert acts and margaritaville they have pretty good food um, but I did think it was funny that when Rita opened the curtains that they didn't quite show what her view is. And I'm like, that's because I know exactly what that view looks like. And it's of the lovely Arkansas River. And while the <laughs> Arkansas River can be can be nice, you can tell that during that time of the, of the year, like there's, sometimes it gets so dry, there's some sandbars, very, very visible sandbars. I had a friend get proposed to out on one of the sandbars. And um, yeah, I just thought it was, a little bit funny that they didn't quite show what you know when she opened the curtain, like ah yes, I can see this water, this beautiful body of water, and and the jinx on the other side,
2: the parking lot <laughs> water, lock, or whatever the river. it is. <laughs>
0: <sighs> yeah, but it was great. But yeah, if y'all are interested, River
2: Spirit is is a pretty cool one. I bet that was a fun shoot.
0: I bet that was and and Roy and I were we were having such a great time trying to figure out where are they oh that's that conference room oh I've been in there I've given a presentation in there oh yeah that's where I ran into that's where I ran into Dana Tiger and I didn't know where I was and she went the wrong way and so was I we were going the wrong way (laughs) (laughs) it's just it's fun to see uh, people that a lot of people familiar faces and familiar places
2: well any final thoughts
0: more conference episodes, native art market episode. <laughs> and maybe Jackie's the fifth.
1: I think that uh, we need more. Um, we need Rita to go on an actual road trip. Maybe Teeny can like uh, kidnap her and Bev and Natalie and they can go on an actual road trip. You know, that would be kind of cool.
3: I'm just. Uh i I guess I'm kind of rooting for Bear and uh, Jackie to get together. I think
1: that's um, like together, together.
3: <laughs> yeah, together, together.
1: Aww, together, together. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, that's one thing we haven't seen with the the kids is a love story.
4: Mm-hmm.
0: And maybe it's because they're they're still pretty young. Like even mm-hmm. as, mm-hmm. um, just in real life, like there's mm-hmm. they are young. Like I know, like Lane Factor, he's like what fifteen. He might yeah. be. 16. 16, mm. like that. He's the youngest one. And so. Um, really, Jack is 19? 20? Yeah, 19,
1: 20.
3: I think that's right, yeah.
1: And then mm. I think the Pharaoh, uh, maybe about the same age. Yeah. Mm. I've, and I know uh, Devry.
0: She's, mm-hmm. I think she's the she's oldest. She's the oldest. Yeah. She must be what, 19? No, she's like 28. No. Mm-hmm. She's 28. No, she's...
1: She's mm-hmm. God. Yes, great, yeah, skin. <laughs> <laughs> great skin. I don't know i mean i've I've seen the next two episodes, so I know you know we've all should have seen the next, mm-hmm. episode, so we kinda know where mm-hmm. things get better, but the last i got the um on i m d b they have the uh synopsis for the fine finale and it says the res dogs make it to california so mm, i'm
4: like
1: mm-hmm. oh so how, how's that gonna how's that gonna work out so
3: yeah um, right yeah
1: did you I, I definitely like the adult content you know uh just seeing i guess because it's more relatable to me but you know as far as the kids are concerned you know um there's just so much life that they can live you know like the love story would be a good a good thing but I'd also like to see them kind of explore what's outside of their community, you know, explore college options, even, you know, maybe go to a college campus and see what that's like and see if that's for them, you know, Uh, just because I know that that's something with a lot of native youth now these days that they're trying to get them to really think about what their future is going to look like. So, and that's kind of the realism, but it also can be pretty funny. It could be a pretty funny situation.
3: Yeah. I'm just, I'm kind of waiting for a dance. I feel like kind of
1: dance?
3: any kind of dance
1: like a 49 or do
0: you mean like I mean
3: that'd be great if you know it, any kind of dance and if it ends with a 49 if it's like their first 49 you know that would oh. be kind of cool um but I feel like we could spend an entire time you know at some sort of dance I feel like that's something I'm really wanting for the kids <laughs> maybe
0: it's for the kids for the kids you
2: know for the kids did you see? I think it was on Twitter. Noé, did you, did you see it? The dinosaurs dancing at the powwow.
1: Yes, contest. Yeah, I saw that.
2: Oh my gosh! And somebody else was, was like a dinosaur. A- oyate. Oh yate it dinosaur. is so funny.
3: What um, what style were they?
0: <laughs> <laughs> chicken dance
1: (laughs) yeah that's what they're uh the chickens are descendants of the dinosaurs
0: (laughs) very chicken chicken.
3: (laughs) angela did you say what you would like to see would like to see in the future
2: i would like to see somebody leave because i mean come on we've all left we've and have we really come back i mean some of us have there are those of us that leave you know we know that home is always there and this is what like jan and sierra was saying in their interviews that home is always there it's only a few hours away but they just felt called to go someplace else whether it was new york or Seattle or Chicago or L.A., you know, there's there's a lot of us that have gone on and done other things. And nowadays, there's so many of us that are getting our advanced degrees and going into academia and moving into spaces where we haven't been before. You mean, I mean, you know, look at Alaska just elected their first native representative. Woo-hoo! Just got sworn in yesterday in her muckluck which is so cool. So yeah, I would like to see, sure, small town Oklahoma reservation is a close community. And we've seen that. It would be nice to see somebody get out.
0: It would be interesting, I think, like to see if someone like Jackie, if she did get out, there's, I know there's the community that also kind of chooses you when you leave your community, when you become like an urban native. And I've heard that that becomes a very, tight-knit group as well like yeah. in
2: in in new york too i've heard that a lot about new york in uh like la yeah
3: i think most places in new york la dc toronto it, it this is making me think about like in the future like you know several seasons hopefully maybe a couple seasons we see them come back whoever has left and they're the ones that are the people on stage and they actually like give us a better presentation about decolonization.
2: (laughs) (laughs) That would be cheese. That would be cheese.
3: I mean, yeah, yeah, cheese. Yeah. Could be.
2: He's got his finger on the pulse of progressiveness.
3: It did occur to me. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. ahead. I was going to say, Angela, when you were talking about like wanting to see people leave, my immediate thought was that big, uh, being abducted by aliens <laughs> is something that I want to see. <laughs> <laughs>
2: have, have you watched? Have you watched? What is it? Six <clears throat> and seven? No, what are we on? Seven and eight? Have you watched seven and eight yet?
3: I haven't watched whatever the newest one is.
2: Okay,
0: <laughs> I'm just gonna. Uh, lie. I've not watched it either, but I'm. I mean,
3: for- yeah, the plot thickens. I haven't seen
2: the plot does thicken yeah, yeah. oh it does yeah,
3: yeah. but um, i do know it seems like well, i mean based on things that people were posting it seems like things get wild
1: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah um i was gonna say you know uh just cheese we don't really know we, we don't know a whole lot about cheese you know yeah he's he's a good kid he's a great kid he's got a great attitude on life but he's obviously been you know through some things you know having to live with his uncle and, um, you know, where's, I, I i mean, I'm just curious, where's his parents, you know, what happened to his parents? Does, does he have any other family? You know, he says he doesn't have a grandma is when he told his new grandma, you know, you know,
2: how much, you know, there's a lot about cheese that we don't know. I feel like that could be explored. And Lane Lane factor being in the new Spielberg movie.
3: Oh, really? The Fablemans? Yes. Isn't
0: that- Whoa.
2: Very excited for him.
0: Candace, you want to close this out? Sure gay For listening to Real Indigenous Podcast, along with my co-hosts, Angela, Noeta,
3: Sunrise.
0: And thank you so much for tuning in to listening to our recap of Reservation Dogs episodes five and six. We hope to see you next time. Same Indigenous time, same Indigenous place.
2: Don't just keep it real. Keep it real Indigenous.